Hey, hey, loves. How y'all doing? <laughs> I hope everyone is well. I know I am. So, <laughs> welcome to Galaxy Vibes. If you haven't visited this podcast before, welcome. If you are not new here and you have been here, welcome back, my loves. Okay? <laughs> welcome back. So, as you all know, we have been doing the sexual assault or sexual trauma series. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, step into episode number two. In the first episode, we really talked about what sexual assault or sexual trauma is, the different types of assault or trauma that you can receive, the psychological effects, the physical effects, the spiritual aspects of it. So, we also talked about, we touched on what I'm going to talk about today. Today, I'm going to break down nine different types of sexual assault or sexual trauma that you can go through. I'm just going to give some definitions and some examples to that. So just so you will know the, the broad spectrum of it, it's not just, some people think it's just like when somebody touch you or have sex with you or force sex with you, or, you know, they might, or like some like incest or no, it's a lot of things. It's, it could be something so small as somebody just stalking you. They don't have to touch you. That's assault. If somebody says something to you that you don't agree with, that is, it can cause trauma. So I'm going to break down the different types of sexual assault. And I'm going to give some good examples, you know, just in case I have to break it down a little further. <laughs> That's what I do. And go back and listen to the first episode if you have not, because I gave also somewhat of a small testimony, just letting you guys know why I'm doing this. And I'm just going to give you a small summary right now. The main reason why I'm doing this sexual trauma series is because I have been through it myself and I know a lot of people who have as well and they just don't know how to deal with the trauma because I know it plagued me for so long and it's still sometimes um, an uphill battle. But if you have the right tools and you understand or have clarity on what it is that's causing um, you to feel a certain type of way then you will be able to get through it if it does come up or if you're triggered into thinking about it or, you know, stuff like that. So um, I'm definitely here for you guys. I'm definitely, you know, going to break things down and to be sensitive to this topic. And if it is a triggering subject for you, if you do not feel comfortable listening to this type of thing, then, you know, no one's forcing you to do that. I would never do that. So, you know, you, you can always come back when you feel comfortable with, you know, listening to what I have to say and getting the information on it. In the next episode, I am going to talk about ways to heal from sexual trauma. And I'm going to talk about, I'm also going to talk about ways to sustain your mental independence, your physical independence. And your emotional independence, your spiritual independence from this trauma, you will be able to be free from it. You will have healing if you put in the hard work to release yourself from it and release the person from you that did this to you. Because 
the only way you'll have true peace is if you release this, this person's bond or mental hold on you. That's the only way you can survive and thrive in your life, you know, with this type of trauma. So we're going to talk about all of that. Y'all already know I'm here for y'all. We going in, we going hard, we erasing all this mess, we getting rid of this stuff. This is, people don't realize sexual trauma can really hold you back in life if you do not have the proper tools or you don't know how to handle it or you don't know what it is that you're dealing with. It can destroy your life, but you can also build your life back up from the ground up, y'all. You really can do it. And I know a lot of people who have really horrific stories and they have really turned their life around. They really have peace and joy and happiness. They're comfortable in their skin. They're they're in love, things like that. So don't be ashamed of it. <sighs> Embrace it so you can move forward, basically what I'm saying. So also, before I get started, I want to let you guys know, if you would like to donate to my podcast or sponsor my podcast you can do that at the bottom of the screen if you're on anchor you can also do that through spotify and itunes so you know what i'm going to do with that is i'm going to develop my podcast i'm going to do that and i'm going to get some better equipment so i can get some things going and i also want to bless some people help some people out you know in life because that's what it's all about sending out that love if somebody needs something or if I just want to give away something just to bless somebody that's what I want to do and so you know feel free if you just want to send a small donation anything is appreciated and I love you all for that so you know we gotta support each other you know you support me I support you (laughs) I love y'all and I know y'all love me too so with further, no further ado, we're going to get started. So I'm going to go over nine different types of sexual assault. So the first one is sexual assault. <laughs> so the definition of that is this is any type of sexual contact or behavior that occurs without the consent of the recipient. And sexual assault occurs when a person is forced coerced or manipulated into any unwanted sexual activity so basically sexual assault is like say someone touches someone touches you and you don't give them consent to touch you somebody might like smack you in the butt or you know rub your thigh or give you a hug a little too long um they might try to manipulate you into thinking that it's okay for them to do these things to you it's not okay not at all they might try to push themselves on you and even though you might say, uh, I don't feel comfortable with this, or you say no, or you give them the body language that you're not comfortable, they still like force their way in. They don't care. This is sexual assault. Okay. So even if like with the behaviors, say someone um, exposes themselves to you. That's sexual assault because you didn't give them consent to do that. You People can do that even over on, online. Say somebody sends you a picture of their penis or a picture of their vagina and it's not wanted. It's like, um, you just assaulted me because I didn't ask you to do that. And how do you know I'm okay with that type of thing? Like, no. So keep in mind 
that there are legal penalties for that type of thing if you're doing that. You better get some consent first. You better ask. <laughs> you better ask. Okay, so the next one is rape. And rape is an unlawful sexual activity. And it's usually sexual intercourse carried out forcibly or under threat of injury against a person's will or with a person who's beneath a certain age or incapable of valid consent because of mental illness, mental deficiency, intoxication, unconsciousness, or deception. So rape is something that's very common when it comes to sexual trauma or sexual assault. A lot of people say, I used to work in group homes and I used to hear a lot of sad stories about people who have mental illness or people who are disabled being raped because they cannot speak out. They don't have a voice. So, and also children, that's one of the most common things that you hear about is children being raped against their will because a lot of the, especially the children, like young children under the age of five, they can't really express what happens to them. A lot can, a lot of kids can, but it's really hard for a lot of kids to do that. So a lot of people prey on little children because they can't, they don't have a voice and they can't speak out. They can't say, Hey, this person's having sex with me or this person's touching me or doing this to me. They try the best they can, they can, but some kids can't express that. And, or some people, a lot of people get raped when they're unconscious, um, or drunk, or somebody might slip them something in their drink, like a pill or some powder or whatever, some drugs or whatever, to get them out of their correct mind space and get them inebriated to the point where all the defenses are down, all of their defenses are down and anything can go. So... Be careful, y'all, what you eat or drink around certain people. Be careful around um, if you have any loved ones that have a mental illness or, you know, little children. Just be cautious of, don't be, like, paranoid, but just, you know, be cautious of their safety and well-being, okay? So, the third one we have is sexual, is sexual abuse, also known as molestation. So, molestation is... An abusive sexual behavior by one person um, upon another. So it's often um, using it's often with penetration using force or by taking advantage of the other person. This behavior is usually done by an adult or an older adolescent towards a child to stimulate their own sexual desires. So Basically, molestation is like if an older person takes advantage of a child, that is molestation. Sometimes molestation doesn't have to deal with penetration. It just has to deal with like touching and performing sexual acts, oral sex, um, anal sex, you know, vaginal penetration, you know, things of that nature. That is what molestation is and this a lot of this happens within families it happens within families under the cover of secrecy and 
or it can happen with a close knit friend, close knit friends, friends and family. So please be careful of who your children are around. Please be careful of that because you may trust a certain family member and you may think that this person would never do that to your children, but they absolutely will. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying being paranoid, but I'm saying be very cautious. If your intuition is telling you, hey, check this person out or something ain't right, make sure you figure it out. Because if not, your child will be molested until either the person decides they don't want to molest them no more or until your child decides, hey, I don't want this to happen anymore. And it's very scary for a child to speak up against that these days. Even in the past, it's very difficult to do. Because you don't know what the consequences for you or for that child is going to be. They don't know. So, or they don't know what's happening to them. They don't know what's going on. And it might happen so much that they think it's normal. So, be very careful with your friends and family and people that, you know, even the people that you think you know. But anyways. So, the next one we have is stalking. A.K.A. sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal and physical behavior of a sexual nature. This can be in the workplace. The most common example is between a person of authority towards a subordinate or an employee and a student. So, so if you've ever worked at like a job <laughs> ever they talk about sexual harassment before anything else okay because it's so important that they don't get sued but also um it's very important because some people they will stalk you Especially in the workplace, especially at, at different schools. Because if you look on the news, it's a lot of students having sex with students. I mean, a lot of teachers, I'm sorry, having sex with students. Or, like, say, um, if you're in college, like, a professor having sex with a student or whatever. So, And, and on the jobs, or not even having sex, just doing inappropriate things they don't have any business doing. And... This can be verbal. It can be physical. Sometimes some, like I said, people don't have to touch you, but they can make you feel uncomfortable with their words. They can ask you for sexual favors that you don't want to give. They can make sexual advances towards you that you don't want to deal with. Like, say you have a boss and this is typical <laughs> sexual harassment one-on-one, so... Say you have a boss and you go in his office and you're just like, okay, so I've been on this job for two years. I would like to advance and move up in my, um, from the position that I'm in now to a, you know, a better position. So, you know, I'm never late, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And the boss will sit there and listen. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So then... 
if they're going to like, you know, if you really want this raise, you'll do what you got to do for it. Or what are you willing to do for this raise? When you just literally listed all the things that require you to get a raise, you, you know, you come to work on time. You do your work and other people's work. Like you just, you list a whole bunch of things because you have a game plan before you go in there. But the boss was like, what are you willing to do? Trying to throw it out there, you know, without actually throwing it out there. If you're not willing to do this, then I'm not willing to give you a raise. You know, that's like crazy. So, you know, when they make advances or, you know, requests and, you know, for some sexual favors, you know, that's talking. So, or harass, sexual harassment. So, let's look at the next one, number five. So, with number five, we have street harassment or online harassment. So, what this is, this is unwelcome comments or contact of a sexual nature directed at a person by a stranger or in a public place. And some examples include like unwanted flirtatious comments, provocative gestures, honking, wolf whistling, and decent exposure. So... Like I was saying, whew, this harassment, I've never heard it called street harassment before, but it's definitely a definition I'm also familiar with. And this is very common too, because you can be walking down the street and somebody might say something inappropriate to you and make you feel uncomfortable because it's of a sexual nature and, or say you like Let's give an example of a club. Say you're in a club and you're at the bar or something like that. Or maybe you're dancing. I don't know. And somebody comes, a guy comes up to you and says something inappropriate. Um, you know, and y'all are in a public place. They'll ask you for sex, sexual favors or can you want to come home with me? All this other crazy stuff. It's just like, okay, I don't even know you, first of all. Second of all, you know, some women will, but... No. And then online, you can be harassed online. You can get unwanted, unfavorable messages from people. People can send you just out of nowhere, send you, like, you know, pictures that you might not want to see. And it's just like, man, leave me alone. <laughs> stop. Like, just stop. I don't want to see that. No. But they persist. They keep on the comments and the, you know, the pictures and the contact is definitely unwanted. So, let's see. And the next one is childhood sexual abuse. So, with this one, this is a form of child abuse in which an adult or older adolescent uses a child for sexual stimulation. This includes ongoing and sexual activities with a child, with child grooming and indecent exposure, such as child pornography. This abuse can occur in the home, school.
school, work, pretty much wherever. Child marriage is one of the most main forms of child sexual abuse. So, childhood sexual abuse deals with when an adult or, say, an older kid has sex with a, with a kid or stimulates, do things to them for their own stimulation. They might touch them and, you know, do whatever. And it is true with a lot of these child brides this is unreal that a, a parent let their young child marry older person or they might not allow them to do it but they don't prevent it from happening so i guess that's still allowing it <laughs> but this is also Something that can happen anywhere. Um, I know all too well about this. This can happen anywhere. It doesn't have to be the places that I named. Child pornography is a, is just disgusting. And it's a whole underground ring for that type of thing. So, hold on to your kids. Like I said, don't be paranoid. But just make sure that your children aren't being exposed to this type of thing create all kinds of trauma for them later on in life so the next one we have is incest yeah incest incest is sexual relations between people classified as being closely related being too closely related to marry each other having a sexual intercourse with the parent this is also having a sexual intercourse with a parent, child, or sibling, or a grandchild. And sexual activities between family members or close friends. So, pretty much incest could happen to somebody in your immediate family or from your immediate family. This typically includes sexual activity between people blood related and sometimes those related by marriage or subfamily adoption or clan lin clan or lineage so with incest um like it says it's usually done between family members people of younger age or it doesn't even have to be a younger age it can be at any age really you know people out here having sex with their parents having sex with their children family members it's just unreal so incest is something that's very horrible because not only are you being have sexual trauma but your family member is giving this to you so mm -mm. so last but not least <laughs> we have sex trafficking and this is the action or practice of illegally transporting people from one country or area to another for the purpose of sexual exploration, sexual slavery. The victim is forced into one of the variety of ways into a situation of dependency on their traffickers and then used by the traffickers to perform sexual services to customers. So, 
with sex drive again, somebody can just get snatched up. And they will drug these people up, drug them up, drug them up, drug them up. Until they can have them have sex with like 10, 20 people a night. That's a lot of people and that's a lot of money. So, excuse my papers, y'all. <laughs> so, like I was saying, that's just, ugh. Sex trafficking, it's, it amazes me at some of the places that people will be willing to go just to make an extra dollar or just to, you know, be out here moving people like cattle from place to place, even children. It's just beyond me. I, I, I can't. I won't. So let's move on to the ninth one. The ninth one is sexual violence in relationships. And this is when one partner uses manipulative tactics to maintain power and control over the other partner. Abusers use fear, guilt, shame, and anger. And also intimidation to wear the victim down and keep them in place. So this person wants to keep you so just so still um when you're in a relationship with sexual violence a person this is something that's very traumatizing because the person knows you they know how to get you they know how to manipulate you they know how to figure out what they can do to have power and control over you and like i said they use fear guilt shame intimidation to wear you down they might an example of that is Say there's a husband and a wife, and I'm just going to use the wife as an example, as the aggressor. So the wife can say, well, you know what? If you don't have sex with me, you'll never see your son again. If you don't have sex with me, I'm going to tell everybody your biggest sexual secrets and you don't want that to get out because maybe as a guy maybe you you know tried say you're not a homosexual or you're not gay or anything but you tried it one time and you told your girl because you thought she was you know gonna keep a secret and she turned around and used it against you that's crazy you know teach your own you do what you want to do but if a person tells you something out of confidence, you shouldn't hold it over their head just because they don't want to have sex with you. And so that's one example. Another example of that is they'll use shame or no fear. 
it can be they'll threaten you, threaten to choke you, or they might choke you, or do something crazy you, or do something crazy before it, so you'll be shocked and in fear, and that way when they ask you to do something that you really don't want to do, your defenses will be down, and you won't, you won't be able to stop it, and that's you just do, you know, so, those are the nine different types of sexual trauma, and I really do, this subject really does trigger me, but it's okay, because I'm at peace with the situation now, and you always need to forgive your attacker, it doesn't matter how grim the situation was, or you don't even have to forgive them, forgive yourself, you don't, some people say, oh, you have to forgive other people. No, you don't. Because if you're forgiving someone and you really don't mean it, what's the point? The better idea is to forgive yourself for going through the situation. It was not your fault. Especially if it was forced upon you. How could that be your fault, you know? So, don't make that grave mistake of Thinking that your voice does not matter. Or thinking that, you know, you have to go through this forever because that's not the case. So, we definitely cover all of our bases here. And what we're going to do in this next episode is we're going to go over different ways to heal. I'm going to talk about different crystals you can use. Different methods of breathing you can do. There are all kinds of ways of healing from sexual trauma. And I want to talk about what chakra deals with. Like, we're going to cleanse our chakras and things like that. So, um, so we won't have to deal with this type of thing. Mainly the root chakra, though. But, yeah. So, if you guys have any questions that you want to ask me, y'all know where to reach me. On Facebook as Shabrina Smith. And that's S-H-A-B-R-I-N-A. You can catch me on Instagram at Queen Brina CEO. You can also, you know, text me or call me if you have my phone number. Email me, SabrinaSmith86 at gmail.com. And also, if you have any topics that you would like me to go over or something fun, I need y'all to help me with something fun. Give me some good suggestions and I'll do something fun. I'm back home, so anything goes, y'all. So, yeah. And I really hope this information can help some people to figure out what kind of sexual trauma they experience because it's so important to know so you'll know what you're doing when you're healing because all healing is not the same, so. All right, my loves. Also, like I said before, if you want to donate, you can do that. And I would appreciate that because big things are about to come. So I love you guys. I hope y'all have a great night or morning whenever you're listening to this. And I want you to vibe so high that people around you can't stand it. Yes, fly higher than the galaxy, driven in love and light. 
Let's get it, family. Namaste. Have a good day. I'm out of here.